I love SMBC because I've been a member here for over 20 years, and Pastor brings a word every Sunday. Ministry here is for the entire being. Uh, I love the way it touches the mind, the body, and the soul. Uh, we have women's ministries. Welcome to our world. I've gone to several churches before, and the truth that Pastor preaches about the Word, his leadership, and his vision is just pure. Welcome to our world. What keeps me coming back to St. Matthews is the youth program. They continuously put effort into the young, into the young mentors. Welcome to our world. Bienvenidos a nuestro mundo.
for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way. Thank you, Father God, for bringing us to this place, Lord God, on one accord, that we might continue to give you praise. Father, we thank you for everyone that's gathered here today. We pray for our pastor, Lord, that you would continue to bless him and continue to heal him, O oh Lord, that you would bring him back that he might preach the, in, of the unadulterated word of God. We pray for the person who is going to preach today, Lord God. We pray that the word would fall on, on, on the, the perfect ground, Lord God, the ground that you have tilled, the ground of the soil that is perfect, Lord God, and is ready and waiting, Lord God. We pray that you would, the seed that is planted would grow, Lord God. And that the people in this place would continue to glorify and magnify your name. We keep our focus on you today, oh God, because you are worthy. Hallelujah. We glorify you, Lord God. Hallelujah. We give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. Bless us, Lord God, from the pulpit to the door. And we will continue to praise you each and every day. Bless all those who are involved in the service and those that are on their way, oh God. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we say amen.
Our scripture for today, our first scripture is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18 and verse 22. Verse 16 reads, Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Verse 22, abstain from all appearance of evil. Next we'll have Reverend Spencer. Amen. All right, gain your composure. <laughs> um, our scripture is going to be coming from uh, the book of 1 Peter, 2nd chapter, verses 15 and 17. 1 Peter, 2nd chapter, 15 and 17th verses. And it reads, For so is the will of God, that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. And verse 17, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Amen. Amen. Next will be uh, Minister Brown with prayer. Amen. Good morning, St. Matthews. Let us look to the Lord in a word of prayer. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you this morning saying thank you for your love. We thank you for the wake-up call that you allowed us to have this morning, Father God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, just for your son, Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for him dying on the cross, rising, and giving us life that we may have it more abundantly. Father, Lord, we invite you this morning. Father, Lord, we ask the spirit to come move, direct, and motivate us. Be with the speakers this morning as they bring forth the word this morning. Father God, Lord, continue to watch over uh, the ushers, the singers, and the, the members, Father God, Lord, and those that may not be saved, Lord, that do not know you. We ask that they have ears to hear, Father God. Be with them, guide them, direct them, and bless them. For these things that we do pray, and we ask, Lord, these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, I said praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. song says, I give you praise, glorify your name, hallelujah, Lord I give you praise.
somebody every day this week 
So I count it an honor and a privilege. I give God glory. I give him praise when I come into his house because he's worthy of the highest praise, which is why we sing hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, I give you praise for life, for strength, for health, for family. Hallelujah. I give you praise. Come on and clap those hands. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, I give you praise. Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise you. I will lift you up. I will glorify you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this is your day. And for in perfect faith, you have done marvelous things planned long ago. You are the first, the last, the beginning, and the end. There is no one like you. Lord, we give you all the praise. We give you all the honor. We give you all the glory. We magnify your name. We exalt your name. You are our good God. You are faithful God. You are kind God. You are an all-time God. You are God without wrinkle. You are God without spot. You are God without air. We praise you. We love you. We lift you up and we adore you. Come on, let's give him a hand clap of praise. I'm so glad. So glad Jesus lifted me. I'm so glad that Jesus set me free. I'm so glad there's no one like him. There's no one greater than Lord Jesus Christ. I tell you, without him, we could do nothing. Jesus said, we are the light of the world. And let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Let's give him a praise. Let's give him a hand clap of praise. Let's clap our hands and shout glory, hallelujah. This is the day that Lord Jesus Christ has made. We have come to lift up the mighty name of Jesus. We have come to glorify him. We have come to magnify him. We have come to say thank you, Lord, for this is the day that you have made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. David said, I've been young and I've been old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor the seed beckoned bread. I tell you, he is a faithful God. He is an all-time God. He's a mighty God. He's a good God. His name is Lord Jesus Christ. There's three persons in one Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Had it not been for Lord Jesus Christ on our side, where would we be? I tell you where I would have been, and you would have been too. You would have been in hell this morning. Because of his grace, because of his mercy, you can't stop shouting. You can't stop calling his name. We can't say stop. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for you've been so good to me. You woke me up this morning. You started me on my way. Let eyes see and ears hear and lips talk and feet walk. My hands clap just to praise.
holy name. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for you are a mighty God. You are a mighty, mighty, mighty God. Thank you for this day. Giving all honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and honor to our senior pastor, Dr. Raymond Maurice Gordon, Sr. Let us give the Lord a hand clap of praise for his excellence and faithfulness to you and to our senior pastor. Amen. And at this time, our director of pastoral affairs, uh, Sister Alina Mitchell Ziegler, will come with info for you. And please give her your undivided attention. Amen? Amen. Sister Ziggler. Good morning, St. Matthew's family. Giving honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our senior pastor, Dr. Gordon, the ministers, and all of you. Please direct your attention to the screens for a message from our pastor. name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is an all-wise God, and God had a pro video. That means God had a picture of where he would take us from the past, from place to place. Has it ever dawned on you all the places that God has moved you from, whether it was a place of pain, a place of, of, of promotion, wherever it is, God moves us from place to place, and he moves us, and the Bible says, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. God, through Christ, through Christ, through Christ Jesus our Lord, here's what he does. He moves us from place to place with amen a preview in mind. He moves us to a perfect peace. He moves us to a perseverance. And then he moves us from place to place to place until he gets us to a place of his providence, of his promotion. And in that place, he puts us in place to be a security blanket for somebody else. It's not about you. It's not about me. He opens up, amen, a preview of why God kept moving us from place to place to place. And where we are this morning, we are in the place of God, amen, to preview purpose of promoting a protection for somebody else. Who are you in place for this morning? God is all wise. God knows what he's doing. God is moving you from place to place to place as he gets us to be a promotion, protection, amen, and a purposeful place to be, listen, a promotion device again and a protection for somebody else. 
Think about all the places that God has taken you. I don't know about you, but I went to a place in the military seven years doing top secret work. I, I'm, I moved to a place of marriage and, and, and three beautiful children. Amen. And I moved to a place of 37 years of ministry, of helping to write bylaws, constitution, of, of, of making sure the church was in the proper place that they should be. But that wasn't my final place. God has now placed me in a final place to promote protection of somebody else. It's all about Jesus. Jesus is the Christ. He's too wise to make a mistake. So wherever you are this morning in place, you are not in place for yourself. You're not in place to make money. You're not in place to be prominent. You're in place to promote the protection of somebody else. Could be your grandkids. Could be your kids. Listen. Could be your mother, your father. It could be that God has you in place. Hallelujah. As a protection device for somebody else. God is awesome. We love him. We love Jesus. And keep thinking about the places that God has moved you from place to place. Place of peace, perseverance, and the place of promotion, the place of movement, the place of purpose, the place of protection of somebody else. It's all about him. To Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, be the glory. We love you. Have a great day. I know we all miss our pastor so much. <laughs> we thank God for him. We thank God for the place that our Lord has placed our pastor, which is here with us. And we thank God for the place that the Lord has put us all in. Jesus loves you. Our pastor loves you. So do I. Your church family loves you. Have a blessed day. Bless the Lord. Let's give the Lord another hand clap. As Pastor said, he has a pro video. Yeah, yeah. Where has he placed you? Who are you protecting? Yeah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap just for that message. <laughs> It'll make you think this morning. Just a couple of announcements. We are saddened to share that one of our faithful deacons, Clarence Pete, Tiller has gone home to be with the Lord. His funeral service was yesterday at his son's church in Blackwood, New Jersey, at the family's request. Pete was diligent, dedicated, and very determined to serve until he could no longer serve. Let's give the Lord a hand clap for Brother Pete. If you're saved this morning, you will see him again. 
We are also announcing the homegoing service for Douglas L. Perkins, which will take place here tomorrow, January 29th. The viewing is from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. The service will take place promptly at 10. Please keep both families lifted in prayer. Amen? Amen. At this time, we'll have Sister, um, our Director of Ministry, Sister Tanya Fagans-Kellum, to come. Amen? Come on, let's give a hand clap. Good morning, St. Matthews. <laughs> Good morning, St. Matthews. I'd like to give honor to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and to our wonderful pastor. As you know, our pastor cares about our spiritual growth and he cares about our overall well-being. He also continues to have a heart for the millennials and the young adults. So I am here to specifically invite you to be a part of something special. I'm here to invite you to be a part of the Chosen Generation Ministry. Just to remind you, we have a ministry just for you. So if you're between the ages of 18 to 24, or maybe you're 25 to 30, or even 31 to 40, this ministry is for you. Under the direction of Minister Cleve Flute, it's designed for you to spiritually grow. It's also designed for you to be a part of a ministry with people that are around your same age. It's important to be a part of a ministry with fellow believers that are around our same age. I'm telling you from experience. And also, we just want you to know that we do fun and exciting things. We have trips, we have activities, but you have to come out and be a part. So, on a personal note, I've enjoyed growing in this ministry myself over the years. I've made a lot of friends, and I also have enjoyed a lot of the activities that we have done over the years. We want to continue to do things in our community, and if you do fall in that age group, I'm going to ask you to do a special request for me. Please pull out your phone right now. I want you to text the word CHOSEN to 856-485-9023, and it's on your screen for you. Again, if you're between that age group, text to the group. After that, you'll receive a brief prompt. I just want you to fill in the three-line information that it asked you for, and I want you to come out and get involved, honestly. Um, I believe that, as Pastor talked about being in that place, we're the next generation, so we have to show up. You know, we show up for work, we show up for school, we show up for stuff outside of the church. But God is calling you, and he has something special for you. So we meet every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. in the FLC Classroom 214. If you have questions, I'm here, I'm available. If you see me in the hall, you see me after worship, I'll be happier to answer any questions that you may have. So thank you, and I look forward to seeing you. It's amazing. If the Lord spare life, I'm going to see this 40 years from now. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. We don't have any. Uh, we don't have any audio announcements, but I would like to uh, say that our outreach team, managed by uh, MIT DEA Pete Jarvis, went out again yesterday morning led by Brother Jerome Davis, along with seven volunteers. Yeah. A witness to over 150 homes and two souls were saved. Amen. Yeah, yeah, let's give the Lord another hand clap. 
Let's give him another hand, clap. The Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Amen? Amen. And do we have any visitors this morning? Any visitors? Please stand. I know it's one. Don't hide. Any visitors? Amen. God bless you. And now it is offering time. And God loves a cheerful giver. You cannot be God-given no matter how hard you try. This service will be taking up one offering, and that will be our tithes. Remember what a tithe is. A tithe is a tenth. If you make $500 a week, God gets the first $50. If you make $600 a week, God gets the first $60. If you make $700 a week, God gets the first $70. And Paul said in 2 Corinthians Giving is a demonstration of God's grace, and it brings glory to God, and it leads people to give thanks to God. Amen? Amen. Let us give as the Lord has blessed you. Amen?
on, say yes. Come on, say yes, Lord. For the rest. Come on, tell them yes. so much for your giving. Let's give the Lord Jesus Christ a hand clap. Bless his holy name. Lord, it's so good with wonders to perform. Our guest preachers this morning are Reverend Delwood Williams and Reverend Gary Tunstall. They will gracefully preach in that order. On previous occasions, I have introduced Reverend Tunstall and yeah. Sister Rochelle, where's Ro- Ro- Rochelle? Stand, Rochelle. All right, that's Brother Tunstall. Brother Tunstall. Hey, you, you moved a little further back. You want to come? Right. I'm not going to say it, but amen. Uh, he never leave home without her. Amen? Uh, that brings us to Reverend Delwood Williams. We have not officially, Amen. We have not officially met him. I know many of you know him. He is a, a resident of uh, Williamstown. He's my next door neighbor. You know, in, the, in, in Williamstown, your neighbor could be five miles from you, okay? It's not like Philadelphia, you go next door. You, you're a block away. Amen? But anyway, Reverend Delwood Williams and his wife, Jewel Williams. Where's Jewel? Sister Jewel? Stand up, Jewel. Stand up, Jewel. We're all going to see Jewel. 
my sister Jewel. And I, I'm, if, if I had the time, I would tell you something about Sister Jewel in part of her recipe that I experienced. But I'll tell you it's the best in the world. But Reverend Williams is a U.S. Army veter Vietnam veteran. Amen? Let's give the Lord a hand clap. In 1998, Reverend Williams joined the Greater Cavalry Baptist Church in West Atco, New Jersey. There he became a trustee, a deacon minister, and a graduate of Manor Bible Institute. In 2008, he was ordained by Reverend Pastor James Sellier of Mount Zion Baptist Church in Weymouth, Weymouth, Weymouth uh, New Jersey. And thereafter, Reverend Williams became the senior pastor of Mount Zion Baptist Church, where he retired in 2022. And then he so faithfully joined St. Matthew's in 2023. Amen? Now, amen. Amen. The next voices that you will hear after our superior choir. Let's give this choir a hand clap. Amen. Amen. The next voice you will hear after the superior choir is that the first speaker will be Reverend Delwood Williams, followed by Brother and Reverend Gary Tunstall. Amen. And when they come, I want you to stand on your feet and give the Lord Jesus Christ a hand of praise for these men of God. Amen. Well, I know they labored in this sermon. Amen. Sue me. 
is filled with pain no peace it seems I'll find again I'll find a place a secret place a place where
be seated. Lord is worthy. He's worthy of all of our praises. We could have been lost in our graves, but by his grace and mercy, he let us see another day. So many didn't make the wake-up call. Give him praise. We're here to praise him. We're here to worship him. We're here to thank him. We're here to thank him for what he did when he sent his son to die on the old rugged cross. Hallelujah. I'm going to first give honor to God for letting each and every one of us see another day. I want to thank the Lord for my beautiful wife, Jewel, for over 20 years that has stood by my side through the thick and the thin. Amen? But most of all, it was the Lord directing our path. I want to thank our pastor, Pastor Gordon, for allowing me a other, an opportunity to be able to bring God's word. You know, I have to say something about our pastor. Pastor and I met over 36 years ago across the street when St. Matthew was there. I remember one of the church picnics playing softball. I was in left field. Pastor went to bat. I can't stand here and tell no lie. He hit that ball over my head. Over my head, he hit a home run. But pastor is good. Another time that I had my brother's van out front of our in our yard for sale, and he stopped by, looking at the van. It was a camper. It wasn't a van. It was a camper. And he was telling me that he was thinking about going to Florida. Him and the family. Well, we never got a chance to talk about the price of the van because we start talking about the Lord. <laughs> so, you know, God is good. Amen. Amen. And saints, when the wife and I retired in pastorship in February of last year, we said, where are we going? We went to one church one Sunday, next church another Sunday. We came here, sat over there, and Easter, the Sunday before Easter, we came down front, and we've been members of St. Matthew's. God is good. 
we asked for the direction. And he gave it to us. Amen. So, saints, we serve such a mighty God, a God that makes no mistakes whatsoever. So we're going to talk a little bit this morning about some pro video as pastor was speaking about it. Lord, Father God, Lord, once again, I want to thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your son, Jesus, Lord, that hung on a world cross for each and every one of us. Lord, thank you for allowing me another opportunity to bring forth your word. So, Lord, Father God, I take you, I ask you to take whims out of self. Let your Holy Spirit just come through and take charge, Lord, Father God, because it's about you. It's not about me. I ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Saints, I just want to read a scripture from the book of Joshua. And I'm just going to read Joshua, the first chapter, the first verse says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Saints, God's charge to Joshua. How about if we say God's charge to us? Amen. See, saints, back in the day, when I say back in the day, I mean before that television came along. And, and we used to play outside all day long. Uh, see, the children don't play outside no more. Uh, uh, they play with these things here in their hand, wherever they go. You know, and we used to play a game called Follow the Leader. Uh, you, you know, being a leader is all right. But being, no, being a follower was all right. But being the leader was the most fun because we would be creating images, routes, different places where you would have to go. See, saints, however in real life that is, great leaders, they're rare. Often men and women are elected or appointed to leadership positions, but then falter or fail in the act. Think about it. Others abuse their power also uh, to satisfy their egos, uh, cruising, uh, crushing their subjects and squandering the results of everything. But without faithful, ethnotical, and effective leaders, people wander. 
See, for 40 years, Israel journeyed in the wilderness, going around in a big circle because they would not follow the leader. Praise the Lord, those saints. We have an effective leader, and that is our pastor, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon. Give him a hand for listening to the Lord and obeying the Lord. Amen. See, Saints, Joshua was a brilliant military leader and a strong spiritual, I'll say it, a strong spiritual influence. But the key success was his submission to God. Amen. See, when God spoke, Joshua listened and Joshua obeyed. When God speaks to you, do you listen? And so we have a thing about us. And you can see I did not exclude me. We. We want to listen to what we want to hear. Huh? And so, saints, let me tell you my Joshua story. Because the pastor said, pro video. In that pro video really is your story of where God brought you from. And see, saints, I was right out of high school. I was on my way to Pierce Business School. My dad took me into the union to learn a trade. That is the cement masons local. Well, saints, God had a different plan because in December 1, 1965, Uncle Sam said, I want you. I was drafted in the United States Army. After basic training, I got the call. I went on to AIT. After basic and AIT, they came up with, if I took an extra year in the Army, I would not go to Vietnam. I was gullible. I was young. I took that extra year so I wouldn't go to Vietnam. Amen. So they said, yeah, we're going to send you to Germany. They didn't lie on that one. I got sent to Germany. I became a communication specialist. uh, And I was doing good. I went from private to specialist. Some of you military people know you just you just get another stripe and you get a little more money. You know what I mean? That's the that's the way Uncle Sam will get you. You know he'll give you a little more money. You know what I mean? And uh, I was on night shift. Never forget that morning. Had breakfast. Finished breakfast. Going back to my billets to take my shower. Cause being on in the military, you work twelve hours. Sergeant approached me. Said. Specialist Williams, uh, would you like to go to the 7th Army NCO Academy? I said, sure, why not? You know? So I graduated 32 out of 346 
soldiers. But here's where the story gets. Thank you. But saints, all during that time, I was still reading God's word and studying God's word because a month later, I made Sergeant E5. And however, still on night shift, uh, did the same thing, breakfast, shower, went to bed. Well, this particular morning, sound asleep, two hands came upon my shoulders. I looked up and my angel said, you're going to Vietnam, fear not. I'll be with you. All I could do was turn my head and watch my angel go. Two days later, Sergeant Williams, front and center, here's your orders to go to Vietnam. Saints, God has an ultimate plan for our lives. All we had to do is be obedient and listen to him. Amen. Uh, see, this video, it gets better, saints, because instead of 12 months, and those that have been in Vietnam know it's only a 12-month tour. Well, mine went from 12 to 18. That's how much they love me over there. I never forget we got hit one morning so bad. I was crying and I was praying because them bombs was hitting all around us. That morning it was 12 tunnels halfway up our airstrip. I was a specialist, communication specialist for the 7th Army, but 11th Armored Calf. But however, the Lord moved me to a place called Hill 837. So I made it back home, saints, after 18 months. God is good because I came back with sound mind. I didn't come back an alcohol. I didn't come back a druggie. However, I did come back praising the Lord. Uh, see, because although I was young in age, I still knew the Lord. And I believed when he said it, sent my angel. And see, we all have an angel. And, and sometime, you know, uh, but I, I, I went on back to the, the, the church when I got back. I'd start teaching Sunday school. But however, I was still hitting them bars in them clubs. I'm from Lawnside, so some of y'all know about the clubs of Lawnside back in the day. Well, this particular day, I was in the club. I had my quarter on the pool table. I had my Budweiser in my hand. I had my pool stick in the other hand. But I was leaning against the wall at a place called Pearls, waiting for my turn to take Somebody's money. The Lord said, what are you doing in here? Mind you, my back was against the wall. (laughs) 
Lord said, what are you doing in here? I'm going to ask you the question, what are you doing in here? Are you praising and worshiping the Lord? Are you thanking the Lord for letting you see another day? What are you doing here? I know what I'm doing here. I come to praise and worship him. Well, I put that beer bottle down. I unscrewed my pool stick. Got my quarter off the table. And I left. Over 30 some years ago. Haven't had a drink. Haven't had a cigarette. Nobody but the Lord. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Uh, uh, see, some of us think we got to go to some AA meeting or, or go buy a patch so we can stop something. No, the Lord said. The Lord said. All you got to do is ask him. Ask and you shall receive. And say, knock and the door shall be open unto you. See, all we got to do is ask him. And see, saints, over 30 years ago, God took me from a pew warmer to preaching his word. And see, saints, it's just like I can say, Paul, in the book of Acts, that ninth chapter, verses 1 through 18, but old Paul asked for a letter so he could go and get some more of God's children and destroy them. Uh, 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 See, and he got on a road called Damascus, and a great light blinded him, and, and see... All of us was on that Damascus road. Uh, We were going somewhere not to praise and worship the Lord. We was going somewhere for destruction of ourselves. But hallelujah, are you on that Damascus road? Did you see that light? That light that the Lord will give you, hallelujah, from where you was going before down to the pits. Now you will be with him in glory that we believe that his son hung on a whole rugged cross for us. His son was buried. His son was put on a borrow in a borrowed tomb. But on that third day, I say on that third day, he rose with all power in his hand. He is sitting on the right hand of God the Father. He's interceding for each and every one of us. All we got to do is believe. The price has already been paid. You don't have to go to the bank. You don't have to use a credit card. The bank, the, the price has already been paid. So look, where is your pro video? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
Father, it's in the name of Jesus we humbly bow before your throne of grace. Grateful, Lord God, for who you are. Thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ, for it is in him that we live, move, and have our being. Father, we ask for forgiveness of our sins, thought, word, motive, deed, attitude. Pray that you would forgive us, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, we ask that you would speak to our hearts through your word, hide your preacher behind the cross. And Lord, we're careful to, as we lift up our pastor before you, praying that you would strengthen him, bring healing, oh God, comforting where he is. Bless Sister Gordon as she ministers to her husband. Bless the family, Lord, in a special way. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, St. Matthews. First, giving honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to thank God for my pastor, Pastor Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, Sr. I want to thank him for this opportunity to come before God's people to declare the word of God. Amen. Um, I am so grateful for Pastor. I was just talking to my wife about it yesterday, how, you know, we gleaned back when we came here back in 1998 and sat under pastor and his teaching, love enrichment, and so forth. And today, we are truly blessed beyond measure for the word of God that our pastor has preached and taught to us. Amen. I go back often and read the programs that used to hand out, and I used to save them every Sunday. And it's almost like a devotional piece. I just go back and I read met plenty of them in pastor's synopsis of his sermons. And um, wow, I'm just in awe, like wow. I'm grateful to God for pastor. I thank pastor. I love pastor. I miss pastor, and I can't wait till he comes back. I'm just like you. Um, I pray for pastor every morning. Every morning I get up, I lift up pastor, and that's what you ought to do. We have to pray for our leaders, pray for Pastor Gordon, our, our, our shepherd. Amen. I want to thank Reverend Jackson for leading the service. Thank Chris, the choir. Thank you so much. Beautiful. Give yourselves a hand clap. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Williams. Encouraging message. I want you guys to pray for me as I prepare to go into this word. Been up late last night, just thinking about the word. Um, I know God's hand was heavy on me. I'm up at 3 o'clock in the morning and praying and, and reading and studying. So I, I know God has given me this message. This pro video, and um, Reverend Williams had said that Paul's life was a pro video, that God called this man to be a light to the Gentiles. Amen. And it's here in Philippians chapter 3 that I want to kind of use this message this morning as the pro video, our provisions, our protection for someone else. And Paul gives us a good formula here for all of us, especially in this day and time. Are you all with me? I want to thank God for my wife. I love you. Thank God for you. 29 years. You know what? I ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> thank you, babe. Love you. Keep me in prayer. Thank you for your prayers. Paul says here in Philippians chapter 3, are y'all with me? Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me indeed, is not grievous, 
but for you, it is safe. Move down to verse 14. Paul says this, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Just for a while this morning, I want to keep this thought in mind. Keep pressing. Keep pressing. Inside the life of every born-again believer is a life of struggles. We can be honest with ourselves and with God this morning. This walk is not easy. We have internal battles within ourselves that we're constantly engaged in. We seek comfort away from the comforter. We seek pleasure apart from the principles. We desire instant gratification rather than delayed satisfaction. As believers in Christ, we have to continue to stand on the sure foundation who is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Yet we know the battle has been fought, the victory is ours, but honestly, there are some days you and I don't feel it. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I know you feel it every day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and the day, you, I just, some days I just don't feel it. Can I be honest with you this morning? I just ain't feeling it. I don't know. Am I in my feelings? I don't know. I just don't feel it. I'm being honest. God knows it. Amen. Some days you and I feel like throwing in the towel. We wonder why the test. We try to do our best. The songwriter says we'll understand it better by and by. We find it here in this letter to the Church of Philippi, written approximately A.D. 62. Known as one of Paul's prison epistles, the theme of this book is the joy-filled life. Word joy is mentioned 19 times, which actually depicts how the Holy Spirit moved through the life of Paul. Chapter 1, he says, these things happened to me have fallen out into the furtherance of the gospel. One of the things you and I need to understand is that joy is not based on circumstances, but it's in the confidence that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Here's what he says, uh, chapter 3, verse 1. Finally, Paul uses this word finally, gets to the end of a saying and brings a point across. Finally, my brother, he says, rejoice in the Lord. Chapter 4, he says the same thing. But he says, to me, to write the same thing to you, to me, indeed, it's not grievous, but it's safe. Are you with me? Paul's referring to some type of counsel that he gave this church and was not in person, but he knew that repetition was good. Peter even said it in 2 Peter 1.12 that he reminded of these things. Amen. He said it's not grievous, but it's safe. It was not a burden for Paul to do this. In other words, paraphrase the message in this letter will contribute to your security and assurance. Paul knew that these believers were exposed to persecutions. He says, number one, here's the precautions. Verse 2. Beware, which is to take in the verb, to see, look out for. In other words, stay clear of. He says three groups of people Paul labels. Watch this. Dogs, evil workers, and the concision. Three groups of people Paul says here. He says actually customary for the Jews to refer to the Gentiles as dogs. But Paul warns them that anyone who tries to complicate the gospel of grace, he alarms them of. Because Paul even said in Galatians, if I preach any other gospel, let him be accursed. Amen? The gospel of grace, meaning you had nothing to do with it. You had nothing to do with your salvation. 
He chose you. He called you. He ordained you. You didn't choose him. It was God in you drawing him to himself. You know, these people say, well, I found the Lord. Stop lying. He found you. He says this, dogs, Judaizers, teachers of the law, they reduced the Christian life to a set of rules, neglected the true life-changing power of the gospel of grace. Paul says not only dogs, but evil workers, mischief makers, delivering and deluding and destroying God's flock. They confess, they sowed seeds of doubt by means of false propaganda. And then he says here, the concision. These were those in contrast to the circumcision. Paul's referring to not of the true circumcision. The circumcision is not no spiritual value in itself. In other words, there were those who followed the law. 613 ordinance in the Old Testament. Those that followed the law tried to mix grace with law. It wasn't working. Because you can't mix grace and law. That brings me to a good point. Because you've got legalistic Christians. Paul's referring to true, true, true circumcision. They actually substituted circumcision in place of the new birth. Rested in ritual without reality. They trusted in sign without any substance. He says, watch this. We are the circumcision. Verse 3. Are you with me? He said, we, we, we that are saved. We are the circumcision. Here he goes. He said, which worship God in the spirit. Three things. We worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and we have no confidence in the flesh. Right there. It's right there. Paul said, this is the true circumcision, the circumcision of the heart. Okay, are you with me? So he says, we are this circumcision. We worship God in spirit. Matter of fact, in John chapter 4, the woman at the well said that we worship God in this mountain. Jesus said, for the Father's seat of those that worship him, but worship him in spirit and truth. Why? God is the spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in what? In spirit and truth. In other words, in spirit. Because you've had the indwelling Holy Spirit in you. Okay? And when you have the word and, and the Holy Spirit and self is out of the way, I worship God. Because I worship for who he is. You can praise him for what he's done, but worship him for who he is. Matter of fact, let me give you a good scenario. As a little child, I used to love the uh, Ten Commandments. Moses goes up on the mountain, wonders about this burning bush, but he falls down and worships, and he says, Moses, Moses, take off thy shoes, for thou standest on holy ground. He said, who is it? And, and Moses got command from the Lord to go back to Egypt. But he told him, I don't want to go back to Pharaoh. I got a warrant there. He says, but who will say that I sent me? I am that I am. That's powerful within itself. In other words, Moses, I'm going to be whatever you need me to be. Amen. Ain't that good news for us? Because I'll be whatever you need me to be. Because God meets us at our greatest point of need. 
though, watch this. He says, we are the circumcision. He names three indicators. Worship God in spirit, rejoice in Christ, and have no confidence in flesh. Verse 4. Paul says, if anyone has grounds to boast, I the more. Are you with me? Paul says, listen, here's my personal profile. <coughs> Circumcised the eighth day. According to Leviticus 12.3. Of the original stock of Israel, he was not grafted into this covenantal race, but he was born from both parents that were of Jewish origin. He said of the tribe of Benjamin, where Israel had their first king and remained faithful through David's throne. Hebrew of Hebrews, Paul, full-blooded Jew of Hebrew parents, trained under the most prevalent professors of the day, Gamaliel, and profound is not only knowing the Hebrew language, but the scriptures referring to the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul says, touching the law, I'm a Pharisee. Concerning zeal, I persecuted the church. As Reverend Williams has said in, in, in Acts chapter 8, when Stephen preached about how you stiff-necked people, people, people uh, not, uh, um, Stephen laid them out. And the Bible said they stoned Stephen to death. And as Stephen was being stoned, he looked toward heaven and said, Father, don't lay this to their charge. And the Bible says Jesus stood up. Because he sees that at the right hand of the Father. But on this occasion, he stood up. Because Stephen now being a martyr. Are you with me? He says, touching the law of Pharisee concerning Israel, persecuted church. Touching the righteousness within the law, blameless. In other words, Paul served the fine points of the law. Blameless beyond reproach. In other words, Paul lived out what he believed. His belief matched his behavior. Oh, if we could just do that today. What I believe in matches my behavior. Reminds me of a man, reminds me of a man that couldn't read. They go to him, they give him a track, they say, hey man, you need Jesus in your life. He said, listen, I can't read all this, but I guess what? I'll watch your tracks. In other words, do you have something that makes the outside world thirsty and hungry for Christ? Or do you act just like them? Come on now. On your job, how you act? Do they see Christ in you? The hope of glory? I'll leave that alone for another sermon. But Paul, 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 Paul gives a personal profile. But listen, now he gives a powerful persuasion. Verse 7, are you with me? He says, what things were gained to me, here he does them adding and subtracting. I love this. Paul says, what things were gained to me, I kind of lost for Christ. Now, got your Bible open? I want you to see something because this popped out at me. I have always read this before, but this popped out at me. Verse 7, Paul says what? I count it. Verse 8, I count. Verse 8b, I count them. Verse 13, I count. So Paul says, I'm doing some counting and subtracting. You know, a ledger. This is what I like to say, a ledger that liberates. Because Paul has the pros and not the, uh, the, what he's, the, the debits and, and credits. Thank you. Paul says, listen, this stuff is, it, it doesn't mean anything. Paul's gains and assets and profits did not save him. Justify or give him peace or bring him into fellowship with God. Paul had re- reason to boast to be prideful. Paul renounced and relinquished all them to Christ. The Greek word hegomai means in the perfect tense that he counted at the moment all his writings and still counted them lost for Christ. Yeah. 
Not Christianity, but Christ crucified, buried, risen, and glorified. He alone meets the demands of God's righteousness. Paul had no reserve, no retreat, no regrets. Verse 8, he says, yea, doubtless. What do you mean, Paul? Let me keep it a hundred. I had to throw that in parenthetically. <laughs> doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ my Lord, for whom I've suffered the loss of all things. Here it is. I count them as scubala. Yeah. The yeah. Greek word, scubala, which means dumb. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend McNair. I didn't want to say it, but he said it. Animal, the dung, horse manure. I count it, but dung. Matter of fact, if I go to step further, Isaiah said, our righteousness is at filthy rags before the Lord. Even at our best, we still fall short. Paul says in verse 9, and be found in him not in having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith of Christ the righteousness which is of God by faith. Are y'all with me? Yeah. Now here's the meat, and, meat the kit and caboodle. Paul says in verse 10, watch this, that I may know him four things. <laughs> I love this. I want to know him, watch this, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, and be made conformable unto his death. We'll take the first one, but not the last three. Can we be honest? Because I want to know him the no-sco, I want to keep knowing him every day. I'm going to know him and get closer to him, intimate with Christ. Are, are you with me? But Paul says here, and the power of his resurrection, that resurrected power that raised Jesus from the dead, I want that same power. And you know what? That power still dwells in us because that's what you call the transforming power. Are you with me? He says, and the fellowship of his sufferings. Wow, what do you mean? When Ananias had to go to see Paul, the Bible says, I want you to go see Paul, Saul Tarsus. And he was scared because he knew about Paul. But when he went, he prayed for him. The Bible says it was like scales that fell from his eyes. But Jesus told him this, that Paul, you will suffer for the sake of Christ. You have to go through sufferings for the sake of Christ. It was more than personal distress or shame, rejection, persecution, and hardships. He would suffer shipwrecks, stonings, beatings, affliction, body and soul. In his triumph over these things, he could later write to you, I reckon the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that's going to be revealed in us. How do you say that, Paul? Because we have in this treasure earthen vessels, the excellency may be of the power of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Paul, 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 what are you saying? Being made conformable unto his death. The word conform means to take on the same form as his death. It means to make like form of another person or thing to render likewise. This word conform to the death of, means to die, does not mean to die on the cross as Christ did. The thrust is to have the same attitude or mindset Jesus had when he went to the cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bible said, he who knew no sin became sin for us. Yeah. Philippians 2.5, one passage before, 2.5, the kenosis passage, we all know that. Jesus emptied himself. He was a perfect example in the garden where he prayed, 
Father, it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Verse 11, here he goes. We're getting there. He says, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Not as though I've already attained. I love this because it's almost like a dialogue here. Paul says, not as though I've already attained, either already perfect, but I follow after. What are you following after? What are you following after this morning? Serious. I, I know some of us are following after the game this afternoon. Some of us are following some other preachers other than here. Some of us are following some friends doing things likewise. But what are you following this morning that brings you peace, joy, and closer to the Lord Jesus Christ? All right, are you with me? Paul says this, that even in this pro video, I love this one because Jeremiah 18, he calls Jeremiah, he says, go down to the potter's house and there you will hear my voice. Jeremiah gets down to the potter's house and he finds that the potter has clay that's marred. But he forms it again. But he says, O house of Israel, would not I do unto you as I I have in this clay? For I am the potter, you are the clay. And I'm grateful because every day, every day as you're on that potter's wheel, he's molding you and shaping you. Are you with me? Stuff he's taking out, stuff he's adding on. Stuff he's taking out, stuff he's adding on. Why? That we may be conformed to the image of Christ. Are you with me? So Paul jumps down. He says, brethren, I don't count myself to have apprehended. One thing that I do. Paul says, I'm forgetting those things that are behind me. And I got some stuff, St. Matthews, that I'm leaving behind me. I've got some drugs that I'm leaving behind me. I got some liquor bottles I'm leaving behind me. I've got some friends that I'm leaving behind me. I got some circumstances in life that I'm leaving behind me. And Paul says, as I do that, I'm refocusing because now I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God that's in Christ Jesus. I press toward the mark. You've got to press toward the mark. Keep pressing, St. Matthews. Don't give up. Press through the mess. Keep pressing. But I'm glad as I'm reminded over 2,000 years ago, our Lord had refused to stray from the purpose. On a Friday under the dark gray sky, being beat all night, ridiculed and crucified between two thieves. He cries out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. But what wasn't the end? Because outside of the gates of Jerusalem was an old angry mob, sneering and gazing at the sight of Golgotha. The baiter and the butcher was there. They said, I'm glad Jesus is dead. He, we had... We, he, I'm glad Jesus is dead and he's crucified. We had to go out of business after hearing that he multiplied bread and fish to feed 5,000 hungry people. The medical doctors were there. They said, I'm glad Jesus is dead. He healed a woman that had an issue of blood and gave, her, gave us her life savings. The morticians were there. 
They said, I'm glad Jesus is dead. We had to give the family a refund to Lazarus, who was raised from the dead. But I'm so glad Jesus pressed his way to the cross. He hung there and died. Didn't he die? He died till the sun stopped shining. He died until the moon started hemorrhaging. He died. Didn't he die? He said, Father, into thy hands I commend thy spirit. But it didn't stop there. He went down to Sheol, snatched the keys of death, hell, and the grave. On Sunday morning, he got up. He got up. All power. All power. All power in his hands. Say yeah. Keep pressing. Keep pressing. Don't give up, St. Matthews. Keep pressing toward the mark. Pro video. My God, to thee. Did he preach? Did they both preach? Amen, amen. Uh, Jesus made it very clear that no one can come to him unless God the Father draws him. Is there anyone in the congregation this morning that does not know Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? I want you to get out your seat and come down front. Is there one? Is there anyone in the balcony? Is there one that is saved but does not have a church home? You need the covering of our pastor's prayer and the blood of Jesus. Is there one? Is there one? Let us all stand. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you for this day the privilege and the honor that you brought these two ministers to preach and deliver your word, Lord, and uplift our spirits, Lord God, that we can enjoy the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As Paul said, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus in Jesus name we pray with thanksgiving you are dismissed amen come on down and greet these ministers that preach did they preach or did they preach amen miraculous, exalted name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
God is an all-wise God, and God had a pro video. That means God had a picture of where he would take us from the past, from place to place. Has it ever dawned on you all the places that God has moved you from, whether it was a place of pain, a place of, of, of promotion, wherever it is, God moves us from place to place, and he moves us, and the Bible says, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. God, through Christ, through Christ, through Christ Jesus our Lord, here's what he does. He moves us from place to place with, amen, a preview in mind. He moves us to a perfect peace. He moves us to a perseverance. And then he moves us from place to place to place until he gets us to a place of his providence, of his promotion. And in that place, he puts us in place to be a security blanket for somebody else. It's not about you. It's not about me. He opens up, amen, a preview of why God kept moving us from place to place to place. And where we are this morning, we are in the place of God, amen, to preview purpose of promoting a protection for somebody else. Who are you in place for this morning? God is all wise. God knows what he's doing. God is moving you from place to place to place as he gets us to be a promotion, protection, amen, and a purposeful place to be, listen, a promotion device again and a protection for somebody else. Think about all the places that God has taken you. I don't know about you, but I went to a place in the military seven years doing top secret work. I, I'm, I moved to a place of marriage and, and, and three beautiful children Amen. And I moved to a place of 37 years of ministry, of helping to write bylaws, constitution, of, of, of making sure the church was in the proper place that they should be. But that wasn't my final place. God has now placed me in a final place to promote protection of somebody else. It's all about Jesus. Jesus is the Christ. He's too wise to make a mistake. So wherever you are this morning in place, you are not in place for yourself. You're not in place to make money. You're not in place to be prominent. You're in place to promote the protection of somebody else. Could be your grandkids. Could be your kids. Listen. Could be your mother, your father. It could be that God has you in place. Hallelujah. 
as a protection device for somebody else. God is awesome. We love him. We love Jesus. And keep thinking about the places that God has moved you from place to place. Place of peace, perseverance, and the place of promotion, the place of movement, the place of purpose, the place of protection of somebody else. It's all about him. To Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, be the glory. We love you. Have a great day. because I've been a member here for over 20 years and pastor brings the word every Sunday. Ministry here is for the entire being. Uh, I love the way it touches the mind, the body, and the soul. Uh, we have women's ministries. Welcome to our world. I've gone to several churches before and the truth that pastor preaches about the word, his leadership and his vision is just pure. Welcome to our world. What keeps me coming back to St. Matthews is the youth program. They continuously put effort into their young, into their young mentors. Welcome to our world. Bienvenidos a nuestro mundo.